thank you so much for tuning in to NL Newsday. It is Monday, the first day of the work week. So as always, pleased to welcome to the program now, Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee. Kyla, how are you here today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate your time. So let's let's get into this whole anti-vaccine passport stuff that is going on. So anti-vaccine card events are happening across British Columbia today, including outside Vancouver City Hall this afternoon. Uh, there's one in Victoria at the legislature as well. This, of course, coming as today marks the first day that BC's vaccine card is in effect. Everyone 12 years of age and older needing to show their card to access non-essential businesses. Now, the group organizing today's event is calling themselves Canadian Frontline Nurses. Originally, the location was listed as the Vancouver General Hospital. Eventually, it was at some point changed to City Hall. And, of course, this is about the second event that this group has planned after the first one being held outside of Vancouver's hospital. And that drew around some 5,000 people. People. All right. So with that background there here, Kyla, let's get into some possible, I suppose, ramifications. Now, they have moved the event, which was considerate, I suppose. But looking back to the events from a couple of weeks ago here, sure, we know there's a right to protest peacefully. That's one thing that does make Canada a great country to live in. But there are some limits to it. And protesting outside a hospital or a, or a health center I mean, I think it's been pretty widely stated, but I'll just get your thoughts on it from a lawyer's perspective. I mean, that that's really not a good place to be holding a protest, is it? It's not a good place to be holding a protest. Well, of course, protests themselves uh, inherently are meant to disrupt so that they, they draw attention. You have to think about the people who you are disrupting when you protest outside a hospital. You're not just disrupting people that are participating in the thing you're protesting, wearing masks and encouraging vaccines and, and all of that. You're interrupting people who are going to the hospital for serious medical illnesses, for people who are going to attend regular cancer treatments, iron infusions, um, people who are going to, uh, to receive care that is very much needed and people who are going to perform work to give others that care. Also, hospitals are places where people go in situations of emergencies and even just a few seconds can be the difference between life or death if you're stopping somebody from getting in the door and getting treatment in an emergency situation. Now, just on the surface itself, is there anything wrong with protesting at a health center. Let's just say it was very, very calm, very, very peaceful. Um, there was no issues, which we know was not the case, but just from a general standpoint, is there anything that's like inherently wrong against protesting outside of a hospital legally? Legally speaking, no. There's not currently anything wrong with protesting outside of any medical place um, if you are doing it in a peaceful way that doesn't obstruct anybody's ability to access the medical services. Okay, so it really does come down to you know, are you being respectful? Are you allowing people to get into the hospital to access the services they need? I mean, if we're doing these things and abiding by those rules, in theory, everything should be okay. But we did get a statement from Interior Health regarding the possibility of protests taking place today, and it says, we are urging those intent of demonstrating to avoid any actions that may impact access to health services for those who need it. Specifically, protesting on the premises of the Interior Health Community Health Services Center or at any hospital, health center, or health facility in Interior Health is strictly prohibited in order to safeguard access for individuals requiring treatment and patient care. Any individual protesting on the premises is a trespasser pursuant to the Trespass Act and is subject to arrest and prosecution. So this is what we're getting from our Interior Health Authority. If someone is found to be obstructing someone's ability to access health care, what potential consequences come with that outside of, I guess we'll start with trespassing. I mean, if you are found to be trespassing, 
what sorts of penalties does that act in and of itself actually carry? Well, now that notice has been given under the Trespass Act, uh, there's the uh, possibility of uh, law enforcement coming to physically remove protesters from the place. Um, there's the possibility of court injunctions to keep protesters from going there. And of course, there's the potential for fines or, or monetary penalty, or even, as we've seen with other protests throughout British Columbia, uh, imprisonment for people who continue to disobey rules against protesting in certain areas. Does it have to get pretty rowdy, I suppose, before you start seeing those types of law enforcement interference? Uh, we had ours outside of the Royal Inland Hospital a couple of weeks ago, that protest that did occur. And, you know, cops were there, but they didn't really intervene for the most part until we had someone who was actually throwing eggs at the protesters. And eventually police, of course, dealt with that situation. But when you're looking at a, you know, a mob like that and that mob mentality that can take over, I mean, I guess really the, the most important thing is to try to keep things contained uh, so they don't blow up, even if maybe things are kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit. It's relatively normal for police to attend protests just for the purposes of keeping the peace. Because as you said, there is a mob mentality and, and a protest can quickly go from calm and peaceful uh, to violent and volatile um, just based on the actions of a few people and the reactions of other individuals to those person's actions. So um, police are very commonly attend protests uh, for the purposes of keeping the peace. We do see police taking action against protesters in other situations where uh, people are attempting uh, to engage in peaceful protests. We've seen, you know, peaceful protesters removed at uh, at Furry Creek, uh, mm -hmm. at various uh, pipeline protests throughout uh, BC. We saw peaceful protests last summer uh, taking place with Black Lives Matter, where they blockaded Hogan's Alley um, in Vancouver, and that was uh, those individuals were removed even though they were just peacefully blocking access to the road. Um, so there are examples of police getting involved in the peaceful protest situation. And, and what it really comes down to is either blocking access to public services, which, of course, protesting a medical, uh, a medical center or a hospital is doing, uh, or blocking uh, access to private property by entering onto the private property, which is why when the uh, Interior Health gives notice of uh, under the trespass trespass act what they're effectively doing is saying this is private property and we're not consenting to you being here which empowers law enforcement to take steps to remove individuals so having that you know the statement that i read from interior health i guess that sort of gives law enforcement the go-ahead and if they didn't issue this statement maybe things would look a little bit different i'm just trying to grasp exactly what you mean by having this notice that was given and how that might change things well, because protesting is a form of expression and expression is constitutionally protected under the charter, uh, state agents can't interfere without lawful justification in your right to participate in a protest. Um, so if they are going to interfere by removing people who are protesting, notice has to be given um, that there is some legal authority for them to shut down the protest as it's currently occurring. So, you know, um, giving notice under the Trespass Act allows them to act to remove protesters giving them notice that if they don't disperse, they'll be arrested, allows them to remove, remove protesters. Obtaining court orders and injunctions to prevent protesting also allows them to remove protesters. There does have to be, though, some warning to individuals. The police just can't come in without warning and arrest people who are protesting because that would be an unjustifiable infringement on the right to free expression through protest. Okay. Um, and, and I don't believe I saw this 
type of a notice given, at least specific to what's going on here in Kamloops at Royal Inland Hospital, when, then, when we did have that demonstration from two weeks ago, I, I don't recall any kind of warning like this being given. So I suppose from the opinion of the health authority, they're probably trying to get ahead of things a little bit here and not have to deal with what they did last time, basically saying, hey, if, if you're going to be here and you're going to take part in these activities, uh, we're, we're going to try to do something about it to make sure people have safe access to health care that they are obliged to have. I think last time, too, the, you know, there wasn't really an understanding of how far the protesters would go, mm-hmm. how much of an impact it would have on health, health systems, and also some recognition of the fact that some people want to be heard and to give them the opportunity to air their grievances and hope that they would just move on, that it would be a one-time thing. But because it's now becoming a pattern and because it is becoming disruptive and it was disruptive, more action needs to be taken right now. All right, I think that uh, is is all I have on this for right now. Definitely some interesting things that are going to probably look a little bit different here this time around compared to what they did a couple of weeks ago. And I was really happy to see that the protest specific to Vancouver was moved to City Hall. Uh, you know, we heard a lot from government officials over the last little while that that's a much more appropriate place to be doing these types of demonstrations. You know, talking to the people that are making these decisions about vaccine passports as opposed to the healthcare uh, system that is just there to try to keep you safe and keep you healthy. So that that was a nice thing to, to see change. What impact it has on the uh, peacefulness of the protest, that remains to be seen. I think that's all for now, Kyla, though. Always appreciate your time. Thank you so much for this, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thank you for having me. All right, there you go. Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee joining me as she does on Monday afternoon.